Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Herzog Foundation, and I hope that you're enjoying the series on Worst Advice Ever, where we're debunking bad teacher advice. Last week, we talked about the advice to not sweat the small stuff and why that's not actually good advice and what to do instead. Today, we are going to talk about the advice, check your religion at the door or leave your faith at home. Um, This is probably much more common um, for public school teachers than Christian school teachers, but I think no matter where you teach, you're going to find a lot of really helpful thoughts in this episode. Now, before we dive in, we need to give you the disclaimer that I am not a lawyer and that this is not legal advice. If you do have questions, please consult a lawyer. But I think you're going to find a lot of helpful things in this episode. So the advice that we're talking about here is check your religion at the door or leave your faith at home. And the idea is that faith, religion, they have absolutely no place in school, particularly in the public school system, and that you really need to kind of just you know, that idea of check it at the door, like like you check a coat, just leave it there and come in and it should have absolutely nothing to do with how you talk or interact or what you say or anything. Um, absolutely nothing to do with it. Leave it at home. That's the end of it. Okay. And I'm guessing a lot of you have heard this phrase, maybe even been spoken to you, but certainly heard it or heard other people talk about how that is the ideal. And I would say to you that that is absolutely not good advice and it is not true. Here are a few of the problems with this advice. Number one, This advice assumes that our faith is simply a part of us, something that can be put on and taken off. And honestly, that is how a lot of people view religion. It is even how some people who say they are Christians consider faith. And perhaps it's even how you think about faith, that it's something that affects parts of your life, but not all of it. It's it's for Sunday. Um, it's for when I'm at church. You know, perhaps it comes up a few other times in the week, but it's kind of like this is a time where faith's involved, but it doesn't really have anything to do with my job or with these other aspects of my life. But if we are true followers of Christ, this cannot be the case because this is not the type of follow- following or discipleship that Christ calls us to. And it's It's not how the Spirit works in our life. He does not call us um, to follow Him some of the time. Um, The Spirit is not sometimes in us, right? Uh, We are the our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in us. We He is with us all the time, and faith in Christ impacts us on every level at every moment. At least it should if we're taking it seriously. It is simply not something that can be picked up and put down, or at least it really shouldn't be. Uh, Galatians 2.20 is a great verse to consider in this. Um, In this, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself 
for me. So what he's saying here is, like, I died. It's Christ who gives me life. That's not something, Christ is how I'm living. It's not something I could possibly just simply take off and put on. Christ is my life. And that is absolutely um, how we should be viewing it as a Christian. So I'm saying the problem is that this advice assumes our faith is just something that we can take off, that it would even be possible to leave your religion at home or check your faith at the door. And that is just not possible for true believers. So number one, it's impossible. Number two, another problem with this advice is that it assumes that if we do bring our faith with us into public schools in particular, then we're somehow breaking the law or being unethical. So I want to be clear, I am not advocating here for breaking the law because the laws do not require you to leave your faith at home. Absolutely not. Now, if you teach in a public schools, you need to be aware of the laws that re- that regulate what you are allowed to do and not allowed to do. But religion is not a taboo topic in public schools. In fact, the First Amendment actually guarantees that it is not a taboo topic, and you can actually bring it up a lot more than you might think. But beyond that, Even if we're not discussing religion, per se, in our class, our faith should 100% affect how we act, how we respond to challenges, how we treat people, and so much more, okay? So my point is, bringing our faith with us into the classroom does not equal breaking the law. Definitely not. Um, So problems with this advice, it assumes our faith is just part of us, and it's not. It assumes that we're breaking the law, and we're not. Number three, it assumes that people who are not religious leave their beliefs at home, okay? In other words, when people say this advice, they're often kind of with the idea of like, you religious people need to leave your beliefs at home. They should, they have no place in the classroom. And the assumption behind that is, well, the people that aren't religious, um, you know, people that have more secular or modern ways of thinking, they don't, you know, they don't have beliefs that they're bringing into the classroom. That's kind of, that's kind of like an underlying assumption to this, right? Um, But that is just not true, okay? People who are non-religious or non-Christian, they're not leaving their beliefs at home, okay? And it is impossible to. I'm not even saying that they necessarily should because the reality is that everyone has philosophies they believe. Everyone has a way they view the world or a worldview, whether they call it that or not, that shapes how they view things, how they interpret what's happening around them. And everyone brings that into the classroom. It is impossible not to. Now, in a public school, every teacher, Christian or non-Christian, should be careful and wise in what they say and how they address controversial topics, okay? I'm not saying, you know, give them all of it necessarily, okay? Not saying that teachers should should tell students everything they believe in public schools, okay? So absolutely, wisdom and carefulness is 100% necessary. But the point I'm making here is that To pretend that anyone, any teacher, has no underlying philosophies, no bias, no worldview that that affects what they say is not being realistic. So if you've ever, my point in saying this is if you've ever felt pressured, oh, you know, I, I need to leave my beliefs at home. My beliefs should have nothing to do with what I say or teach in the classroom. Recognize that's, that's not only is that really practically impossible, but you're putting an expectation on yourself that is not 
being consistent with people, okay? Other people are bringing their beliefs, even if they're not religious. Hopefully that makes sense. So that brings us to the question then. I hope I hope that these three things, these three assumptions that are underneath this advice and kind of debunking those assumptions, I hope helps you already see, okay, this is actually not good advice. This is not something that I need to feel bound to if you've ever felt this on the path in the past. But what I want to talk with you next, and we'll do this right after the break, is what should it look like to bring our faith with us to school, no matter where you teach. And we'll get to that right after this quick break. Our partners at the Herzog Foundation want to make sure that Christian teachers get the recognition they deserve. That's why they're giving out 12 awards this year to teachers who embody excellence in Christian education. Let the Herzog Foundation know who you think should be one of the 2024 Christian Teachers of the Year. Visit HerzogFoundation.com slash awards to fill out a nomination form. K-12 teachers in the U.S. in Christian schools are eligible for nomination. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. We've already dealt with um, the problems with the advice, check your religion at the door, and kind of debunked three assumptions underneath that. What we want to do right now is talk about, since we've realized, okay, we do not need to check our religion at the door, we do not leave leave our faith at home. In fact, it's kind of impossible to. So what should it look like if we are proudly and boldly bringing our faith with us to school, okay? Well, number one, I think that we as Christians should be aware that God is with us. We, and I think you know that, you know God is with you, but we need to remind ourselves of that throughout the day, no matter where you teach. And it really does change things. Remind yourself, God is with me in this moment. He sees, he cares, he knows. Um, Like we were talking about in episode one, that is so powerful. And when we forget that is when we kind of get a little crazy. Um, So when we feel ourselves going a little crazy, remind yourself, God is with me. He cares, he sees, he knows. Number two, pray continually. I love 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. You can pray for your students. You can pray for yourself. You can pray for your coworkers, for your admins. Pray all the time. Pray that God would give you wisdom. Pray that God would give you strength, patience, energy, whatever you need whatever you're you're facing. And yeah, if you're facing a specific struggle, whether it's with a particular student, a particular um, staff member or an admin, or just something that you don't know what to do, a problem you don't know how to fix, whatever it is, pray about it. Pray about specific struggles and challenges and invite God in to that, to partner with you. And I want to encourage you in this way. We have a uh, 21-day prayer challenge, absolutely free, where we send you a prompt each day of the week um, to help encourage you to pray, um, both for yourself as a teacher, for your students, and your school. So if you're interested in that, you can get that for free at teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. So number one, how do we bring our faith to school? What does this look like? Number one, we're aware God is with us. Number two, praying continually. Number three, Seek to live out your faith in words and actions. Oh my goodness, there is literally so much we could say about this. We have the whole Bible that we can apply. Um, But I just wrote down two passages that I thought were particularly helpful. One, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, uh, is the fruit of the Spirit. As I say this verse, I want you to think though, what would it look like in my classroom if I truly demonstrated all these attributes on a regular basis? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Now, remember, we can't produce that in ourselves. It is the work, the fruit of the Spirit that does that in us. But wow, what a guiding passage for what we should look like as Christians day by day. Here's another one. And honestly, this passage I come to so often when I'm like, how do I deal with this? How should I respond? Galatians 3, 12 to 15. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. And above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Whew, that's a lot in there. And that's not always easy, but what a guiding light for how we should be living out our faith in words and actions day in and day out in the classroom. So number one, be aware God is with you. Number two, pray continually. Number three, seek to live out your faith in your words and actions. Number four, lean on and listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you if you are a true believer. He is there to strengthen and equip you. He is the one who will enable you to live out your faith. So rely on him for help and strength, but also listen to his leading. When you don't know what to do, pray and follow his prompting. And furthermore, be on the lookout for opportunities that he brings your way to point people to Christ. And there are opportunities that will come your way no matter where you teach. So number four, lean on and listen to the Holy Spirit. Number five, share Christ however you can. Here I'm going to take a moment and talk to Christian school teachers and then public school teachers. Christian school teachers, my encouragement, talk about him as much as you can. Bring him up continually because you are allowed to and hopefully encouraged to show your students how faith connects to every single subject. And if you need help kind of thinking this through, I'm going to recommend a book by Dr. Roger Erdvig. He talked about this at our last summit, if you were able to join us in last year's Rise Up Summit. Um, but his book is called Beyond Biblical Integration. And it's a great book um, to help you think through how can I bring up, uh, how can I help students develop a biblical worldview through whatever subject you're teaching. In public schools, my recommendation is to know the law, know what is allowed and what isn't allowed. And our partners at Christian Educators have a wonderful resource that we are going to link to um, that can help you with this. So if you go to teachfortheheart.com slash bad advice, we will link to this resource by Christian Educators, which kind of outlines religious liberties in public schools. I'm going to read just a few of these things that you can and cannot do um, just to give you a little bit of help. So some things that you cannot do first in a public school, at least legally, this is this is the law. Legally, you cannot lead prayer, Bible reading, or devotional activities during your duties as an educator. You cannot use your position as an educator to promote religious or non promote religion or interestingly non religion to students. You can't inhibit students' religious expressions, and you cannot treat students re- to treat students' religious expressions differently than non-religious expressions. Um, You also cannot treat religious clubs differently than non-religious clubs. And you also cannot be insubordinate to supervisors if they attempt to limit your religious freedoms. Um, But 
here's a, so there's there's a lot right there. Um, here's some things you can do. Once again, I'm going through these very quickly because this is not the full scope of this podcast. So li- we'll link to this resource. And Christian Educators is a great resource if you want to go deeper in here. Here are some of the things you can do as a public school educator. You can answer questions about your faith or personal beliefs in age-appropriate ways as long as you're not proselytizing. You can pray. You can read the Bible and you can have spiritual conversations with colleagues when appropriate. In other words, not interfering with interfering with your duties as an educator. You are allowed to teach about religion, including using the Bible, as long as it's done in a neutral, non-devotional matter, manner. You're allowed to attend student-led religious activities in a non-participatory manner. You're allowed to volunteer with the community ministry to lead religious meetings on your campus after or before school. You can be a faculty advisor to an official school Christian club as long as it's student-led. You can supplement your curriculum with religiously neutral outside sources to bring perspective. You can ensure that faith-informed opinions of students are treated with respect. You can express your faith personally in ways that clearly do not carry the endorsement of your school district, like wearing a cross necklace or placing a Bible on your desk. And you can include religious music and literature in curriculum if it has an academic purpose and is balanced with other selections. So as you can see, there is a lot that you are legally allowed to do that definitely um, belies that, um, you know, advice to leave your religion at home and check it at the door. So once again, if you want to kind of get that list for yourself, we will link to that resource from Christian Educators at teachfortheheart.com slash bad advice. So I absolutely hope that this episode is giving you a lot to think about and that you will not leave your faith at home. We're encouraging you in this series to have a fellow teacher that you listen to these episodes with and then discuss. So I hope that you will share this episode with a fellow teacher and discuss it with them. They can listen to um, the Teach for the Heart podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or you can send them this series at teachfortheheart.com slash bad advice. Before we take a moment to pray, one other favor I would like to ask of you, and that is if you do enjoy this Teach for the Heart podcast, if you would leave a review for the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would be a huge help to us and help more teachers find the podcast. Last week, I left you a you know negative review, a one-star review. Today, I'm going to read you another negative. I was going to go back and forth from between positives and negatives, but I just ran across a negative review, a two-star review review that applies exactly to what we're talking about today. So I wanted to read it to you. Um, This podcast review says, nice podcast until Christian message came along. And the review says, lots of good info here, but going to unsubscribe as the quote, bringing kids to Jesus stuff is not my thing. I'm, I'm more about leaving religion out of public schools and teaching podcasts. So as you can see, I did not make this up that this is common thought that religion has nothing to do. Um, But you and I know as believers that that is simply not the case. And that's why we have this podcast to create a space where we can talk about how important it is as believers to be excellent teachers, but to not leave our faith out of it because our faith absolutely impacts every single thing that we do. So if you disagree with that review that was left, if you could head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review um, that gives people, I, I actually do not mind bad reviews like that because that helps clarify to the right, to people 
what this podcast is about. And this podcast is unashamedly about um, talking about faith and teaching and mixing them together. So I do not mind that bad review, um, but I also absolutely would not mind if we had some more four and five star reviews or whatever, honestly, whatever uh, stars you believe are appropriate is absolutely fine. Um, But those reviews do help teachers, first of all, see what the podcast actually is about, if it's worth their time. Um, And then the more reviews we have, it actually does help rank better and help people find it as well. So thank you so much for taking just a couple minutes to do that. If you haven't, done so yet. All right, before we go, let's take a few moments to pray together. Father, we thank you that you are with us, that we couldn't leave you at the door if we wanted to, that you are with us every single moment. Teacher, take a moment and thank God that he is always with you and that his spirit is in you. Next, if you've been feeling any hesitancy or fear uh, around this idea of, you know, faith in the public school or wherever you teach, take a moment and share those concerns with God. Confess them if needed and ask for his help in that area. And finally, pray and ask God to work in you and through you and in your classroom um, in the coming weeks and months. We thank you, Father, that you are at work, that you never leave us, never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you um, that you are in us forever and always. We ask for your help, strengthen each teacher, bring us opportunities, Father. May you do mighty works in each teacher's life and in their classroom. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you again so much for listening. I hope that you're enjoying this series. You can find the entire series and all the links mentioned at teachfortheheart.com slash bad advice. And if you'd like to join our prayer challenge, it's absolutely free at teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. Well, this episode was brought to you in partnership with the Herzog Foundation. Of course, all views or opinions expressed are my own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Herzog Foundation. I can't wait to be back with you next week. We're going to be talking about um, common, it's advice, but it's more just like an underlying uh, pressure that we feel in our society. And that is that to love someone, to love our students, we must affirm all of their choices. And so we're going to dive into, that's a tricky one, but I think it's an important one um, that's worth our time and effort. So I hope that you'll join us again next week. In the meantime, teacher, remember God is at work in you and through you, and he's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.